Hello and welcome to another episode of The Mess Up Gardener. My name is Esther Aiken. I'm your host for today and I'm absolutely buzzed to be here. I hope the last week has been kind to you and that you have achieved everything you set out to achieve. I can't get over how fast the weeks are going. We're already 20 odd days into 2024. My daughter goes back to school in approximately two and a half weeks and then we're back to basically the school and nine to five grind. Not that we're already not grinding out the nine to five day jobs, but it's just a little bit easier during the school holidays because you don't have those school runs and school worries to deal with. As part of that, I was looking at updating my daughter's school uniform and basically decided that because she's growing so fast, we are getting her another jacket, which is super expensive. But as over the last year, the weather has not followed a predictable pattern and basically we are experiencing four seasons in a day. It makes sense getting her something that will not only keep her warm from the cold and the wind, but also from the rain. My daughter's absolutely peeved off at me. She wanted a jumper and I can only afford one or the other, so jacket it is. But these now typical four seasons in a day has made planning the gardens for the year actually quite difficult. So getting right back into that gardening, which is obviously what this episode is based on. Normally at the start of the year, when I'm setting my intentions for the next 12 months, as in personal goals, I also do my garden planning. There are a number of aspects to that planning, as in what plants I want to harvest, what volumes I'm looking at obtaining for freezing or general preserving, the different styles of gardening I'm wanting to follow. This includes setting up the hydroponics and going back to getting my mushrooms up and running again, but this time I'm looking at growing a few different species, also investigating a few different preservation methods for these mushrooms. I really want to try and make a mushroom and herb salt. If I can grow my own herbs for the salt, that would be even better. But so far, my attempts to grow the more annual types of herbs have resulted in the basil's bolting and my rosemary being ripped out because of my water main leak needing to be fixed. So it hasn't exactly been a very productive year with some of those herbs. But anyway, my small area of the garden has at the moment been taken over the, by the literally an infi- well, the fig trees cuttings that I ended up with when my tree teams for my day job ended up cleaning up the historical fig tree that fell over during a rather nasty patch of storms last year. I think I've mentioned it before. Anyway, I was asked to grow on the cuttings, which were easy as they were hardwoods and quickly, you know, I poked them into the ground. However, with the past year having seen a number of injuries, I ended up missing out on the planting window and now I have one metre plus tall fig trees with figs on them and there are many. As soon as I can harvest the figs and if they taste any good, I'll replant a heap, but if they taste horrible, it's off with their heads. I definitely need the growing space back. So in this episode, I want to cover a few lessons learned of whoopsies in the garden that I should have known better. And clearly, I really, you know, true to my 
episode titles, uh, or should I say the podcast titles of The Messed Up Gardener, I really did make a mess of it. So the first has to be my compost bin emptying this season. As you know, I have a number of different compost bins, some for acid-loving plants, one for garden weeds in general, and then there is the one for the kitchen scraps. I do also have a worm farm or two that I also manage. So as you can imagine, I, well, have, this is a bit of a confession, a slight rodent problem, which in this case hasn't really been horrible because they have been helping with the kitchen composting turnover. Here's a side note. Yes, I've been putting out bait stations for the rats and mice. I am a responsible compost owner, but because of this great compost rotation assistance, as in with the rats and things digging through it, with the compost breaking down, I didn't account for the fact that the compost never really got hot enough over the last year, considering we've had months of rain as well. So the other week, I was lucky enough to sorry, get some help in the garden and one of his tasks was to empty out the black compost and spread it around the vegetable garden. Now most of the time this is something to celebrate with free free nutrients being put back into the garden and topping up of much needed soil etc. Well this time round with the ideal growing conditions and the lack of heat in the compost itself while it was composting down, what feels like every single thing that was put into the compost that even remotely had a seed in it had started to germinate, but mostly I had a shite ton of tomato plants starting to germinate. The little blighters are coming up everywhere in the garden, in the pots that were topped up, around the blueberries, literally everywhere. So the key takeaway from that, other than my wedding efforts have now had to be doubled, is to ensure to check my compost temperatures better And a small thank goodness I didn't compost any undesirables. So basically, know what you're putting in the compost. Make sure it composts down properly with lots and lots of heat to kill any seeds in the compost. Because if you do decompose down some undesirables, you will be spreading it around your garden like crazy if it has had a whoopsie happen to it. So a second lesson learned is do not use fly spray on your hen and chicken ferns. So for years now, I have been trying to master the art of on-growing the hen and chicken chicklets. And this time around, I was totally, totally winning. I had several successfully growing in what I can only describe as a terrarium condition. They were thriving until I noticed small white fluffy dots appearing on the stems of the fronds. As you can imagine, I was again pretty peeved off. I have no idea where they came from. The only place I can think of is the potting mix. And as these are mealybugs, it took me a while to figure out a treatment plan. If it was my peace lilies, for example, I would just saturate the foliage with a light sunlight dishwashing soap water mixture that suffocates the little shites. But in this case, I knew it would also burn the fern foliage. I'm not a big fan of using chemicals. I'm pretty sure that is clear from the past episodes. But in this case, I knew it would also burn the fern foliage. And, and, And again, I was starting to get a bit desperate. Well, So while researching fern care, I came across an article where the grower was enclosing the fern vegetation 
in a plastic bag with loads of air around the canopy, much like an inflated balloon with the trinket kind of tucked inside. And then they proceed to spray the fly spray into the air surrounding the plant, which is then trapped around the plant foliage by the plastic bag. This way, you're not technically spraying the chemical directly onto the vegetative parts, but the insects are absolutely affected with the rest, you know, of, well, basically with that rest in peace kind of outcome. So here I go, I obtain the fly spray, the bag is all set, and I pull the trigger. The bag fills up with the fly spray and I stand there looking like a complete idiot. Now, what do I do? Do I take it off? Do I leave it over the plants? Do I wipe and walk away? So what do I do in the end? Well, I stupidly left the bag on thinking, well, the longer the little blighters are sucking up the fumes, the greater the chances are that those on the plants and in the soil will die. What I didn't account for was the drip factor. You know what I mean. The moisture collected on the top of the inside of the bag, if you're spraying an aerosol up into the bag, basically the, the droplets kind of sit and gather on top of the bag and then the sort of drops down onto what is sitting underneath it. After a while, well, after I got very distracted, went off and did something totally different, I remembered the bag over the plants and too late, the damage was done with great big drops of chemical sitting on the delicate new fronds. All I can do now is try and rinse off with rainwater and watch the damage appear over the next few days. And sure enough, the foliage is burnt. Yet, I'm still hopeful they will recover, although it's looking pretty bleak. I can't believe I made such a big screw-up considering how hard I have worked to make these little chiclets grow to this stage to begin with. I am really lucky that the parent hen and chicken plants are again producing a whole heap of little, you know, extra chiclets that I can again attempt to grow. This again is basically going to be watch the space kind of scenario. Now the third lesson I learned is also a chemical whoopsie. So I have an area out the back of my house where I do all my potting up. I keep all my planter pots there, I keep my soils, my compost, my potting mixes in separate containers and a number of potted plants that kind of need a bit more love for all intensive purposes is pretty much my plant hospital. It is also a really nice concreted area that leads me, you know, leads to the main driveway part of my house with the nasty kind of wet nine plus months we've had over the last year or so. This area I have to confess, has gotten pretty slimy. So I decided to attack the worst area, which just happens to have my bromeliads and my creeping rosemaries growing right next to it in a garden. I ended up spending several hours literally on my hands and knees scrubbing the concrete with 30 seconds. And with the concrete water rinsings going straight back into the limestone chipped covered gardens, yes, I know a water blaster would have been more effective and efficient and had I had one at the time, I would have used it. And I would not have killed my plants in the garden as a result. I'm not impressed that my desirable plants were killed, but I'm more annoyed that the oxalis was unaffected by it. Now, why on earth they didn't die, but all my good plants did, I have absolutely no idea. Anyway, now to add to my horror, 
of the hours I spent literally on the hands and knees scrubbing the concrete, my hubby-to-be comes along and spends a mere 20 minutes water blasting all of the back area when he shows up with our water blaster and literally blasts my efforts away. And it looks absolutely amazing considering my patchy hack job that he just completely went over with the water blaster and totally sorted out. The key I think to this lesson learned was very much as follows. Use the right tools for the job and sometimes using chemicals that are marketed as making life easier are in some situations not at all easier. Not saying the product didn't perform, it just didn't fit my required outcome. I apologize so for today's episode being a bit of a shorty one. My daughter and I and hubby-to-be are off to the stock cars tonight Do I really want to go? I'm not sure. I'm not a big fan of noise and dirt. (laughs) Funny that considering I'm a soil scientist and I get my arms deep in mud in my garden soil. But you know what? I'm all for new experiences. I guess I know my daughter and hubby-to-be will absolutely love it. So decision made. Let's hope it doesn't rain. So just to quietly summarise. No matter how experienced you are in the garden, you are bound to mess up. And because I know I make mistakes, I will never claim to be a master gardener. In this episode, I covered three of my probably biggest boo-boos over the last year. And I acknowledge with the bad weather that I haven't spent as much time in the garden as I would have liked. But these are and were easily avoidable whoopsies. And ultimately, they cost me time, money and several plant replacements. Did I learn my lessons? Yes, yes, I really did. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let me know if you have any gardening questions. Please do reach out. I'm going to keep obviously compiling a list. And every now and again, I'll do an episode on a bunch of combined questions. Or if the question is, you know, is substantial and bushy enough, I'll do a quicker messy on a Wednesday and get that out there. I haven't really been doing them because the questions I've had have been simple one answer, sort of one line answers, and it haven't really been enough to pop into an episode. So every week I mention this and don't be shy. Let me know if you're needing some private coaching, no matter what level from beginner to experience. Reach out and let's chat. I have a few one-on-one gardening mentoring spots available. Sometimes it's just easier to accomplish task or project having a gardening mentor and quietly holding you accountable to whatever tasks you set. Flick me a DM or email me and let's check to see how we can work together. My contact details, as always, are in the show notes. Don't forget to email or DM me for any one of my gardening freebies. As always, I say gardening can happen in any space and in any place and on any budget. Have an incredibly abundant week and I'll buzz you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I would love to hear about your gardening adventures. Flick me a DM on Instagram at The Messed Up Gardener or send me an email and let's connect. Don't forget to check out my gardening reels on TikTok. If you are looking for some help planning your next garden project or just need some one-on-one private coaching, reach out and let's get growing. If you have a garden-related business or you're looking at starting a gardening business, including arboriculture, land clearing, firewood or a general plant growing and selling business, let's work together in my one-on-one private business development coaching container. Having helped my clients grow several six-figure plus businesses, including from startup to working on million-dollar open space management contracts for many years now. Let me help you and let's grow your business so you can leapfrog your profits and establish a viable and sustainable business. 
if you're looking for a business podcast, check out my The Let's Biz You Up podcast available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If this episode was at all helpful, please share with others and let's get growing in any space, in any place and on any budget. Till next time, happy gardening and buzz you later.